Hello and welcome to a new episode of Kun, The Journey to Be. My guest today is engineer, musician, and photographer Walid Shah. I've been following Walid's work for some time and always found it very inspiring and authentic. Today, Walid will share with us how he channels his feeling into artistic work that helps him process his experiences as well as helping others through theirs. Walid, welcome and thank you for joining me. I want to start with um, a little bit about you, how you grew up and, and how you've uh, chosen that path of being a photographer. Like, how did that start for you okay. and what intrigued you into that? So, I mean, if, if we're talking about, you know, sort of the rock your ugly psychology kind of thing, I actually had a very nice, normal, like happy upbringing. Mm -hmm. my, my parents were awesome. I actually realized that I, I thought everybody's parents were like that. And I realized that, like, much later when I started to hear everybody's stories and, you know, their parents kind of sucked. I'm like, mom, dad, you guys, you guys rocked, man. Like, you, you guys did well. Thank you, you know. Mm -hmm. So I, I wasn't aware of all, all this stuff. But gr growing up, I, uh, you know, I, I grew up in Abu Dhabi, just like a, a normal, happy childhood. I, uh, I, I am an early child. But uh, what most people tell me, they're like, you, you don't have that, the, the traits of the only child, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I, I don't know what, what they are exactly, but I, I know there are like only child traits. And even, you know, even, even my wife was first, when, when we first met, she was kind of taken aback. But then she's like, actually, you, you don't have those things. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, uh, I grew up, uh, I went to Shweifat, which is a very like science driven school. Mm -hmm. So naturally I kind of went into the sciences in university. Mm -hmm. I, I studied chemical engineering mm -hmm. and uh, it was uh, it was a very sort of business oriented decision as, as, as are most of my decisions because mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I wanted to come back and work in oil because that's where the money is in Abu Dhabi. I just wanted to be yeah, in that, that industry. Mm -hmm. uh, not, not that I liked, you know, the, 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 the sciences or the engineering or whatever, but like I just felt like this is this is a good solid path mm -hmm. to set me up for my future. So you know, I, I went to study there. I came back. Um, I started working in the oil industry, and I, I worked in the industry for like ten years. Uh, but also, I always had like a, a, you know a hobby or two, and uh, the main one at that time was music. I'm a musician as well. Uh, so I had I had a band in high school that we actually all together as a unit went to Canada. We decided, uh, you know, we're going to apply to all these universities and whichever one that takes all of us, we're going to that one so we can stay together and, and, and be a band and play music. So when we came back from university, well, when university was over, I came back first mm. uh, and then everybody kind of did their own thing. And uh, around about the time of my wedding, when everybody came, came to the wedding, uh, you know, Two of my friends kind of stayed. One, one had already came, came before and one had, had stayed after that wedding. And we kind of convinced him to stay. He wasn't happy where he was in, in Los Angeles. He, he, he studied physics and then he, he studied uh, music and he did the whole band thing with a different band. But he wasn't happy in, in, um, in, uh, in the US and in Canada. So we convinced him to stay. So now there's, there was three of us. Mm -hmm from the old gang, the old band members. So we started playing music again. And at that time, there wasn't anything, uh, any sort of uh, live shows you can play. There wasn't any 
recording studios. This was in 2012, mm-hmm. Abu Dhabi 2012, not Dubai 2012. You know, what I mean, it's it's, it's, it's a bit different. Uh, yeah, so, sure. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard. Yeah, so so we started this thing called White Cube Studios, which is a recording studio, and um, uh, it grew into a lot more. It grew into events and photography and video. And, and the way I learned photography was I just had a camera and I was trying to market the company mm-hmm. and I'd shoot photos of the people that would come in. And eventually I got better and they wanted to use my photos. Then we got hired to to shoot, you know, in, in clubs and, and, and events and all that stuff. And that's, that's sort of where I started to learn and like it. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, we, my, my two partners decided they wanted to focus on their actual careers because that was like a side hustle for mm-hmm. us. I was still in the oil industry as well doing that. Uh, so I decided um, to, yes, sure, we'll shut down that company, but I'm going to still be a photographer. Mm-hmm. And I continued that. And then a year later, you know, the oil price crashed, my company shut down, and 4,000 of us were fired on a conference call globally. Yes. So uh, I just never looked for a job again. I'm like, you know what? This is, this is it. This, this, is, this is the sign. I was doing well already photography-wise. I was making enough money to, to support myself and my mm-hmm. family. So I just decided not to look for another job and just continue doing that. And oh. here I am now. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, um, I keep meeting uh, a lot of people, and even when I was in grad school, um, who go on a path that just because it's, um, whether it's their family's profession or it, it's what makes sense, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they will, um, something will happen and will stop them. Like in, in, in my university, mm-hmm. like three people, everybody, all of them in their late 20s, 30s, and some of them in their 40s, where they've had life experiences that had them go to therapy. And in therapy, they said, you know what? I want to be a therapist. And they start, they they kind of reinvented their whole life going yeah. back to school and all of that. So it does, it's it's interesting that schools, is, is more and more schools are not giving kids or uh, children the, the full scope of what they can do yeah, when they grow true. up. That's, that's the true. sad part about education. It, it's, it's, it's true, but for some reason, I kind of like it. Okay. I, I'll be very honest. Like A lot of people kind of shit on Shoei Fat. They're like, oh, I've never take, put my kid there. It's, it's a horrible school. It's the only teaches you sciences and they, they don't care about the arts and stuff like that. But, but for me, seeing where I am now, what I've learned... Like that, that school upbringing for me mm-hmm. was the foundation to like everything that I, that I know now because, okay. because my brain is sort of like science. Yes. I, I can do a lot more than I would say like a, like a regular artist. Like mm-hmm. I understand uh, sort of, you know, sort of world logistics and business and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and how things are made. And it, it's, I, I feel like it, that gave me an edge, especially in university. Like, you know, the, the first year, year and a half, I was cruising. I, I, didn't, I didn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> Usually yeah. you cruise yeah. when you come back, for, when you yeah. come from a back, yeah. background of science, yeah. it's, uh, it becomes a lot easier. Yeah. So tell me about uh, Rock Your Ugly. How did that start? Let's give yeah. the, the, the listeners a little bit of uh, a background of what is Rock Your Ugly, because not necessarily everybody knows it. Yeah. So Rock Your Ugly is, uh, is a project about, it is it, very difficult to describe, and I'm actually working with my publisher just now to, to come up with that tagline mm-hmm. of like what it is. So in the beginning, my, my first tagline was um, exploring the intersection between physical and mental health. Mm-hmm. Now, this sounds so scientific, 
but it's not a science book. It's not a. It's not an analysis. No, I've seen it. You know what I mean. So, <laughs> I know so, it's not a so it's, it's yeah. It's it's not a it's not an analysis, and I, no. and I'm no by no means an expert to be able to to make an analysis. Yes. So that I th- so we're getting rid of that tagline, and okay. it's more. I think the the most recent one. I don't know if this is going to be the one or not, but the most recent one is the shit you can't talk about. You know, I love that. Yeah, I really like that, and it's 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 basically a collection of stories okay. about the shit you can't talk about, the, sh- the the shit that's happened to you in your life. Uh, you know, I think there's about fifty or, or fifty five stories okay. of different people uh, talking about the stuff that 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 they can't talk to anybody else about. Mm-hmm. They can't go public with. I mean, they did go public, but it's 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 a, you know one in a million. Yes. Right. So you know things that happen in our life. Uh, as as children, as teens, uh, even as adults as well, we 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 carry and, and it shapes our personality and it shapes our 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 reactions to certain things. It shapes you know? our worldview. Yeah, it shapes our, our worldview exactly. With yeah. The world. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's a collection of those stories just mm-hmm. to 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 show you all these different perspectives and 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 you might relate to like one, two, three, or four of them. Okay. You might not relate to the fifty, okay. right? But just to show you that, hey, you're not alone in this world. Yes. You know, whatever you're feeling, somebody else is feeling the same thing, mm-hmm. and this is how they they are dealing with it. it. And 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 the thing is, the stories don't always have a happy ending. Some stories are 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 ongoing. Yes. You know, some stories are still. You know, I, I caught these people, some of these people in in a in a spot in their life that it's it hasn't been resolved. Mm-hmm. It just is. Yes, and I and I I was careful to keep it that way. Mm-hmm. That that sometimes it's, it's uh, it, it it just is. Yeah, there's there's no resolution. It just is, and and I I don't have an answer to to your to your pain, mm-hmm. but I just wanted to show uh, people that you know everybody else is in pain as well. It's mm-hmm. not just you who's in pain. Yes. You know, it's um, uh, I see that a lot with my clients. The idea of um, well, my recovery is not going well because because I was I had a good week or I was happy for a week, but then I was I was feeling sad again. I'm like, yeah, that's life. I mean, you, you're not always good. There's no there's no happily ever after. That doesn't happen. It life is about struggling, and every day you're gonna face your challenges, and some struggles you're there's not much that you could do about and it just is like what you're saying. And it's important to capture that and it's important to share that with people because everybody, the stories that are out there most of the time is, I had a struggle, this is what I did, and now I'm on the other side. And it doesn't necessarily go that way for the majority of people. And even for the people that tell that story, Mm. maybe maybe they, they struggled, and now they went to the other side and they wrote the story or they told the story. And then a week later, a month later, a year later, they're struggling with something else or maybe it's the same yeah. thing. Or it's a, it's a constant struggle and, and it's, it always just is. Yeah, the, 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 there's no resolution. There's not, yeah. not a lot of resolutions, yeah. no. Yeah. And you know what I find a lot is, is that people struggle to sit with the lack of resolution. This is, um, even within myself, like... Mm. I love to close doors. I don't like these in-between things. And and um, I'm t- trying, this is what I've tried to do these days, is I'm trying to sit with the things being unresolved. 
and and moving on from that and and just keeping on with my life. But it's very hard, and yeah. life doesn't teach you really yeah. those skills. You you have to be aware of them yeah. and and kind of yeah. um, attuned and mindful of the fact this is what I'm trying to do. This is what I'm trying yeah. to teach myself. I'll, I'll tell you something just crossed my mind. So mm-hmm. so most most maybe most books, for, but definitely most movies mm-hmm. have a resolution. Yeah, you know, you watch the movie front to back. You know, there's there's, a, there's something. Everything's good in the beginning, and then something happens. There's a struggle. There's a twist, and then there's a resolution. And the hero is you know, yes, the hero is the, is the hero, right? But uh, and I think that's 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 why we're ingrained to 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 want a resolution. Like exactly. the movie's not over. I, you and know what I mean? And movies that, that have an yeah. open end, you really struggle you with struggle. those kinds exactly. of movies. Yeah. Don't leave me like that. Yeah. Are you going to give me a sequel? Yeah, or exactly. Like, where is the sequel? What's yeah. happening? You can't just leave it. You can't just But leave I think it. now more and more that the TV shows, the, I think that the whole, the, the TV shows are now like leaving you with 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 an open-ended, um, you know, story just in case they want a sequel. Mm. It, 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 it rarely it's closes. It's successful enough yeah, to, do, exactly. to, to require a sequel. You know? So I think, I think may, maybe that's changing. Maybe yeah. the, 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 the information we were, we're being fed is changing to being okay with, with having things not resolved. I don't know. Well, um, it's either that or... Uh, in, I see it in, with, uh, with series and stuff. <laughs> Uh, it's just a way to get you to consume more yeah. the end of an episode and that's how you end up yeah. an entire day where your entire you, you're accomplished uh, me too I do that a lot I do that a lot it's, yeah. it's not a good thing yeah. but yeah but your entire what you can account yeah. for is I watched two seasons of yeah. I don't know yeah, which yeah, show yeah. was running at the top yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes but it's just um, because that open ending like give yeah. me give me a little bit more yeah. resolution yeah So, so um, tell me a little bit, I know that you cannot share a lot about your participants, but tell me a little bit about the participants in Rock Your Ugly and what their, um, not necessarily what their stories are like, but I've seen, honestly, my interpretation of it when I saw it without you giving this background right now is that it was more of, of, of a campaign to um, not only tell your story, but rock yourself both internally and externally, like the physical side, yeah. especially with, I find that the Arab world tends to be a little bit more uh, fixed on looks than than other cultures. Um, that for someone who to, to, to promote that, I thought was amazing. And a lot of the pictures, uh, the, fo- the photographs, I found them to have, yeah. Uh, it's the one outside. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I found them to have a little bit of um, an edge when it came to not only telling a phys- an, a, 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 an, an internal story, but, but you could tell the story from the, the, from the photo. Yeah. Um, and I love that. This is what attracted me a lot to the, to the photos that you were taking. So what was, what was some of the ideas behind it? I mean, the... the The idea that I that I was coming with is I, I wanted to have an open mind, mm-hmm. right? Um, so whoever would contact me to, to be in this or whoever I would contact, I wouldn't ask what their story is until I got there. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I believe that regardless 
of how how much of an intention you put to not judge somebody, mm. your brain is going to do it. Of course. You, you have no control of that. Yeah. So you got to kind of shield yourself from that information mm. so, so you don't do it. Mm. So I, I was shielding myself from, from any information mm. uh, before I actually met the person and, and we're sitting down just like we're sitting, me and you right now, mm. and, and we're, we're talking. So I have no judgment. I don't, I don't look up their Instagram. I don't know. I almost don't know what they look like. Sometimes I will. But, uh, you know... How what, did you get your participants? Uh, so the first, the first few I actually contacted myself and just explained, explained what I was trying to do. Uh, and then once, once I started to put stuff out, mm. people started to contact me to, to be like, hey, I, I think this will help me in my life. Mm. You know? And I, I remember there was, there, was, um, there was this one party I went to uh, before, before I put anything out, but I had shot about five or six people. Mm-hmm. And people were already talking about it. And they were coming to me like, yo, we, you know, we know what you're doing. You know, it's it's cool. Like, keep going. Like, I want to be part of it. Blah, blah. Before I before I even said told the public at all, mm. you know. So I kind of knew like this this was hitting some some sort of nerve there that mm. that, that people are resonating with even before it's it's out. Oh um, yeah, I mean the the the, the people uh, that I met and spoke to, the, the, their stories range from, hugely from like a a childhood thing to a to a physical thing, to an emotional thing, mm. you know. Um, I, I guess you, you kind of need to you know, read it, basically, and, yeah. and, and, and to, to sort of go deep mm. into, into each one. But I think the, uh, the majority of the, of the people uh, would, maybe unknowingly, maybe they, maybe they figured that out while speaking to me, mm. but it kind of always points sort of, Unfortunately, to the parents, and that's why, like, yes. I started with the. I started saying with saying, like, my parents were great. Like, I didn't have any any issues growing up. Mm-hmm. But it, it always kind of starts with the parents. Yes. Whether whether you know they 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 make a comment consistently about uh, you know somebody you know the, the, their daughter's body weight or how much cake she's eating or or something like that or you know or it's it, it goes to the extreme of of you know, blaming her for being sexually abused by her uncle when she was twelve, like you know what I mean? It's 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 those those yes. two sides of the spectrum and everything in between, and it's kind of always the parents, and, yes. and that's why like, I I started to get disappointed at parents in general. But you know this that that um, uh, of course anybody who walks into a psychologist's office is always apprehensive when you start asking them about their childhood because yeah. they know that as a psychologist our job is to play to kind of uh, blame the parents which is not true but the reason for it is that when a newborn um when you're the, the newborn's life your entire existence once you come out to the world is dependent on the, the caregiver yeah. so you start to learn about this new world through that caregiver so your relationship with this caregiver is what what is going to direct your relationship with the entire world because this is the first thing this is the formative relationship what i see with parents a lot of course in my work that's most of what i talk about is that sometimes it's not even as explicit as what you're what you're saying is um i've seen women struggling with eating disorders not necessarily because they were criticized but they could see how the entire family was 
obsessed with weight and looks and importance of you I mean if you how are you gonna find a husband if you are a little bit overweight how are you can, how can you could you go out of the house without your hair and your makeup and this and that and you have that in a lot of cultures so doesn't necessarily have to be explicit criticism but all these implicit messages also you're building up the 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 relationship of that little individual with the world but also their world view and how to relate to themselves so that's why it all sums up to the parents yeah. um it is sad because it's a lot of pressure on the parents and um uh, there's no book that says Uh, this is how you can be a good parent. Yeah. That's it. That's the guidebook. Go and everybody will do yeah. well. Yeah. There's no. Uh, I mean, I mean, that. I mean. The, uh, f- f- I think at, at this day and age, there are there's a lot of there's a lot of material on on this topic as well. Exactly. But I think what what maybe a lot of us miss is that when you at the point when you become a parent, you you're probably not. completely only focused on becoming a parent you have a, you have a life also you have a life. you have a life you have you have work you have a you know you have your your significant other uh, to take care of as well your family their family uh, your social life uh, you're 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 probably maybe in a financial mess or something you know so you're not completely focused on like let's read as much material on how i can be a better parent for this kid mm-hmm. you know this this may come later when you kind of mess up And decide. Wait, I messed up. Let me look at this again, mm-hmm. and and it might be too late at that point. But also, there's the yes, the information's there. Like there's a lot of books written, and 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 you know, we're, we're doing this podcast now, and there's probably a million other 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 sources you yes. can look. But like at the time that that you 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 should have that information, you're probably not in a position to go and seek that information. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a lot of the times I find that what helps a lot and what a lot of people do is that they draw from their own experience so either they'll do exactly what their parents did or they'll do the exact opposite which is not always a good idea because the complete opposite of your parents is not is not necessarily the right thing either yeah. maybe there's there's a middle ground but yes i agree with you when when you're a parent, there's so much going on when you're a new parent other than i have to go read a hundred uh, sources but um I think what also needs to be accepted um, is the fact that as a parent you make mistakes, you screw up for sure. My, um, I've always aspired that if I ever have a child, um, if they end up in therapy for one year, then I did my job. <laughs> if, if their yeah, therapy yeah, yeah. doesn't take longer than a year yeah. then I did a good job cool. and that's also what yeah. you need to the, the expectation that yeah. you need to have for yourself you don't have to be the perfect parent you can just be good enough yeah. and that would be good for your child so uh, <laughs> it's, it's cool it's funny I, 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 it's, a, it's a little shocking I mean yeah. it, 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 the, 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 the goalpost has moved so far You know what I mean? But it's, we're human. We're yeah. going to make mistakes. You're going to cause scars to your yeah. kids, no matter how wonderful yeah. of a parent you are, yeah. because you have issues as well. Yeah. I mean, you're not, so, so I think that, that, it's, that sort it's of, an unrealistic expectation. That, that's, a very, that's a very good point, because, you know, one of the things I'm, I'm, I generally advocate for is sort of normalizing that you're maybe a little bit messed up and... you know, it's okay to go get help, right? So sort of normalizing 
that this is this is a normal thing. Parents will mess up the kids a little bit, and the kid will need to you know work on themselves. I think mm-hmm. that's that's generally all of us. Yes. Right. So 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 speaking up and normalizing that is probably the answer, rather than let's teach every single parent to do a good job. And, and yeah. let's teach and and, and to, to think that parents parents are, are operating in a, in a yeah. in an empty continuum like yeah. he, they're not stressed in that day so maybe they'll snap or they're yeah. not having trouble at work or they're not overworking yeah. or they're not worried about money and all of that then they don't have another child that they need yeah. to there's a lot that goes on in a parent's life that yeah. to expect that you're going to raise that perfect child yeah. no and you know what's what's really funny actually that statistically children of psychologists tend to have more mental health issues yeah. than children of non-psychologists. And we have the knowledge. So yeah. it's not only about the knowledge. Yes. It's about what you're giving to yeah. to the child. Yeah. Um, but, um, I mean, that's a whole different topic. But to blame it yeah. all on the parents is... is yeah, it's not, it's not... It's, it's not constructive. Yeah, it's not constructive. No, it's not constructive. I think, you know, I think like I said, like sort of, sort of normalizing... Uh, normalizing that at a certain point in somebody's life, you need to go and 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 sort of fix what happened to you exactly before. And you yeah. need to be able to look back at uh, your childhood and say, yes, I've had my parents made mistakes in this, 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 and that, and maybe this has affected me. And to be able to look at it and forgive them and forgive yourself and move forward yeah. in in that sense, rather than being stuck. So, so from from I think maybe from your like professional experience, mm-hmm. right? What what do you think that ages where 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 you can look back and be like, okay, that part of my life is over. In order to move on, mm-hmm. I kind of need to fix whatever happened there. Like what? Because for for me, that that awakening came at at like my late twenties, early thirties. Yeah. You know, and and I I feel like I could have been a, an adult way earlier. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so so is is that sort of the age you're seeing? It happens. I only work with adults, so okay. that's the only age I yeah. see. But it happens in different. It depends on your your life circumstances. Yeah. I always uh, find that people end up in therapy when whatever defenses um, they've had for themselves to deal with their lives are not working anymore. But ideally, you look at. Your, uh, at that time in your life, probably in your, uh, once you hit adulthood. So when you're an emerging adult, 21 to 25, this is when the, 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 the brain is in the last phase of maturing, like the last bits are uh, maturing. And also, this is the phase where you're not a child in, anymore and a child would put their parents on a pedestal and love them because that's what they need them. When you're a teenager, you're going through all of the hormonal changes, so you hate your parents, so that's fine. And then you get to be an adult, and this is when you realize that your parents are human, and they've made things that are right, and they've made mistakes, and and to and that you probably love and dislike them both at the same time. And only as an adult will you be able to deal with those that um, like uh, opposing feelings and opposing ideas. At the same time, and be able to contain them, um, but a child or a teenager are not able to contain those because of the brain development. Yeah. So that's when I think is ideal. But you have people going into therapy a lot younger today. But that's society. It's a very good insight. I like I like that part. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Cool. So back to Rock Your Ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it about? What is it that you were trying to to show from from the pictures? Like for, I told you what I was see, what yeah. I saw. But what is what were you trying to to to, to showcase for those uh, participants? It's uh, it's it's funny because um, a lot of most people think like I I, I have the intention from day one. Mm-hmm. It, it's not like that at all. It's, it's, it's a very, it's a very fluid process. Mm-hmm. The whole project started because I was feeling something, and I needed to talk to somebody and maybe talk to as many pe- people as I can. Um, basically, my my best friend passed away. Oh, sorry. Um, uh, thanks. And um, at that point, that was the first time I had experienced something that kind of like mentally messed with my mind, like like loss. really, yeah, like loss, grief. So. Um, I, I always have like a, a whole list of ideas that I want to sort of execute uh, at some point, and maybe I never get around to them. So uh, th- this was one of them. Like uh, maybe a year or two before that happened, uh, I was I was feeling fat. Basically, mm-hmm. I, I I used to be a bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had like you know a really nice body. I was very confident about it and everything. And uh, at some point, I hurt my back. I herniated my disc, and I I I. I now can't work out or play contact sports anymore. Mm-hmm. So, you know, be- because that happened, I kind of gave up and, uh, you know, I wasn't watching what I eat. I was, you know, I just, I just got, I got bigger. I got, mm-hmm. I got really heavy and uh, I woke up one morning and I, I, I was feeling like crap and I set up my camera and uh, I just took a photo of myself shirtless holding my belly and, and I put it online. I'm just like, look guys, this is how I feel. Uh, you know, I used to be this and that. I was a sportsman of the year. I used to, you know, I had a great body and everything. But this is what I look like now. And uh, I really don't really feel like doing anything about it right now. Um, maybe check back in next year. And that that resonated with so many people. Yes. I, 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 I didn't realize, you know, because my, my birthday is in January. So mm-hmm. it's like right after everybody makes their resolutions. So everybody's making those resolutions. I'm just like, I, I, can't, I can't even think about doing anything this year. Check back next year, you know. So, uh, so I made a note to to sort of explore everybody's body issues, and mm-hmm. it started off as a body issue thing. <laughs> so when when my when my when my best friend passed, uh, people were like, "Dude, like bury yourself in work, like get your mind off this a little bit because this is this, like you're not doing okay. So get out of the house, do something." So I, I literally just looked at my notes and I picked a random project, which was this one. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't have a name. And uh, I started calling people and and just blindly saying, "Hey, I wanna, you know, uh, I wanna do something with 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 uh, bodies. And if you're not feeling great about your body, I wanna talk to you and and shoot you." So in the beginning, it was it was just an image. Mm. I wouldn't really talk very much. Mm. And then with the image, I, I started to 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 just remember what they told me, and I'll write like a small caption. Mm. And then it developed into, "Okay, let me send you some questions, and you write a piece." And then I realized that these conversations were getting deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And it's not just a body thing. There's no, a whole, not. there's a whole, you know, psychological mental thing behind it. So I'm just like, oh, hold on a second. This is important. Mm-hmm. So then I started recording our conversations and I would write out the, the piece myself. Yeah. And that, that's when it sort of started to take off and, 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 and be, be, that deep of a story. Yes. So when you look at the book, you'll find some images with no stories, 
Mm-hmm. You'll find some images with like one or two lines, mm-hmm. and then you'll find like the really, really deep stories. And that's just a function of how I started. Yes. You know, so my 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 intention in the beginning was very different from my intention at the end. So by by the time I I, I was shooting the, the the last few, like I had I had my intention changed, mm-hmm. but also solid. Yes. So now I, now I understand why I'm doing this. Okay. So so at, at the very end, it was uh, it was about. Um, sort of you know, g- getting the people's stories out for both me and them. Yeah. The, 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 the me part was because, somebody, because I'm sitting with somebody that, that's pouring their heart out to me, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and there, there's, a lot of like, there's a lot of tears involved, you know, I would then feel comfortable and vulnerable enough to pour out my heart to them, mm-hmm. you know? So, so I, I, I would say I had 50 therapy sessions, mm-hmm. For free, <laughs> you know, uh, and and uh, with 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 these fifty people, and I was able to sort of like you know, like get get, get maybe go past my grief exactly. in those in those sessions, mm-hmm. you know, and there's there's actually a really cool video my friend uh, my friend Dia did uh, before I started to talk to him, mm-hmm. he felt like I I. I needed to get something off my chest. So actually he, he turned on his camera and he started talking to me and asking me some stuff. And you could see it in the video, like, like I was in such a horrible place. You could, you could see it in my eyes, you could hear it in my voice. I was in a really, really bad place. And I've kept that video. It's actually online on the page if you want to go and, and look at it. But I, I don't think anybody's seen me like that before. Mm-hmm. You know, and even me seeing myself like that, like, man, I, I, a, I've come a long way, but B, this is this is real. People, like I can be in that place. People mm-hmm. can be in that place too, you know. So, so there's that intention that that that's sort of healing myself, and the other intention is for the person, um, you know, to 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 put out their story and make it, you know, public or semi-public because mm-hmm. some some details we we we, we omitted, uh, and to, to use that to sort of you know empower them to 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 walk in their shoes and their skin and kind of leave that story behind. Cause like, you know, you know, when, when, when you, when you write something, mm-hmm. it, it's just, it, it just, it's out of you now. It's out of you. It's out of you and yes. you can put it aside. Yeah. When you write something or you say something in public or whatever, it's out. Even, even if nobody reads it or, or, or nobody cares or whatever, but it's just out and you can kind of move on. Yes. And I think that's, that's what was, what was uh, rewarding for, mm-hmm. for me and them is that, you know, that, that part of their life is maybe now, out, maybe mm-hmm. they can use that to, to, mm-hmm. to help deal. And when when they put their story out, a lot of people that have similar stories start to gravitate towards, towards them. them, and then that creates a support system, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so so yeah, that that that's that's kind of the final mm-hmm. intention. But where the intention started is, is is a completely different place. But it's you know it's it's really nice because you, what you're basically saying, and the book portrays that as well. It's the growth of the idea yeah. and how it developed over the years, which is also how we develop over the years in in even our connection to others you start by opening up a little bit and then you open up more and more and more and and um and that's how you learn about a person so it's like it evolved like everything else evolves yeah yeah it it, it was it it evolved a lot yeah yeah it's cool i i really enjoyed doing that it's it's amazing because you, you know um when therapy keeps on being uh, tested and research is done about it and, and then 
because there are so many different theories now and so many different approaches to therapy and every therapist is stuck to their own ways. And I'm not, and all of them are right. None, none of them are wrong. They just fit different people. But then the most recent research comes out and what basically it's saying is that 60% of the healing happens in the relationship between therapist and client. So it's not about your techniques. It's not about your theories. 60% of the work is just being able to connect to someone else and, and, and hear their story and validate it and not judge it. Yeah. And that's where that. a lot of the healing happens. Yeah. And and that's what I like about this um, this campaign is, is the ability to, I mean, the, of course, everybody who participated in it, I think they're extremely courageous, but also on top of that and brave, but on top of that, it's the ability to connect more people to that, to, to make others feel like they're not alone. We are, we live in a world in general that shames us for our vulnerabilities. So when you speak of it, it becomes somewhat wrong or you're weak or you're this or you're that. So, so everybody's going through some kind of a pain because that's life and nobody's really talking about it. But then once you talk about it, you find so many others who are saying exactly the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so so this, this, this idea of, of you not being alone, actually, it, it, it's funny. It came from, from, from I think... I think it was either my cousin or my friend. It's like, dude, whatever, whatever you need, whatever problem you have in, I'm not talking about like life or psychology, just like, just like regular stuff, regular stuff, like, like, you know, going to the grocery or, or, or ordering something or it's like, whatever problem you have, you're not the only one who has that problem and there's an app for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whatever issue you have in life, there is an app for it. You want, you want, you need, you need to get your dry cleaning picked up. There's an app, yeah, for that. I have an app for that. You you you, you want to get your car valet? There's an app for that. Yes. You want whatever you whatever you, you want have. Gas. I you want to get the gas? gas there's an app here. for that. You know. <laughs> so it's it's the same thing. I I think it's the same thing with 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 the, with the with the mental health aspect. Whatever problem you have, somebody has that problem, and somebody somebody wrote a book about it, or somebody has an app for it. I mean, even even therapy. There's there's an app for that. Yeah. You know? That's good. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever, whatever whatever you need. It's 2021. Whatever you need. There's an app for it. Or or there's information or there's, 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 you know, there's Google, there's a book, there's something. Somebody's had that problem. But you know, but you know what I, what I think is even better than that is that whatever you're struggling with, somebody has struggled with it before. So if you talk about it, you're a, you, 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 you have more people you, that you can share this experience because yeah. some experiences are very unique. You cannot, yeah. grief is, is somewhat of a universal thing because yeah. everybody goes, to, yeah. goes through grief in their lives. So we can all relate to, yeah. to having that experience yeah. um, one way or another, but there are other experiences that are very unique and, and it's isolating to be going through it on your own. But the more people are able to talk about their experiences, the more it's out there and we can connect with each other and relate on that level because that's what we're missing. We're, we're not missing could I, could apps, I, could we're missing... Could I, could I challenge you on everybody's experiences is unique? Some, some, some experiences are unique. Yes, of course. Well, can you give me any examples of a unique... Your entire existence is unique. Mm -hmm. There's no other you unless you have a twin. And I mean, it's not even like Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get that. But like, I, I actually believe the opposite. I, I believe, I think none of your experiences are unique. Like whatever you're experiencing, 
somebody's somebody else has experienced it and and you know and most probably there's somebody that has written about it yes most but, probably but the impact of it is unique the way you view it is unique and how you are going to react to it for the rest of your life is unique i mean yes you've got uh generalizations yeah. of mental health books and and expectations yeah. like yeah. we can expect i can tell you if you raise a child abc in those conditions i can i yeah. can give you an expectation of yeah. how that child would grow up to be but when they talk about their experience of it their what, what the feelings that were yeah. being provoked the thought process that was that's very unique that's why for example between siblings yeah. so it's a, it's a completely different experience from one sibling to another we call it the non shared environment because your interaction with your parents is probably you don't have any siblings but if you had siblings would it would have been very different than your sibling just because of the different in personality yeah. how you trigger so that's that's what i talk about when mm. i speak about uniqueness mm. but having gone through um a loss yes everybody has gone through a loss but what that loss meant to you how it changed your life how you reacted to it yeah. what all of that is unique to your own experience yeah i get it yeah so that's what i mean mm-hmm. by it okay do you still disagree i i i, I agree <laughs> i agree with, with with how you maybe how you how you how it impacts your life yeah. that's unique i uh, but but i i still sort of disagree with like the experience itself being unique i i feel like what like like whatever experience you ha- you have or have had somebody else has had all, of course like, no that i almost exactly the same thing and 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 the, the consequence is sort of studied you know and then what you do what happens to you after that maybe that's unique because your your life is different from everybody else you know But so, then, I mean, to, a, to a certain extent, like I, I, I get it. I, I, I get, I get the unique part at the end. But I think the, the beginning part is like, like whatever you've gone through, somebody's gone through it before. No, I agree with that. Yeah. But I, I, as we're debating right now, you know, makes, I'm yeah. laughing because that's exactly what a scientific mind yeah. compared to <laughs> a social science mind. Because, for example, yeah. in psychology, we never ever there's not a single research you read in psychology that says. This study proved something. Nothing is no, proven in psychology it's because it's supported. It's even in science, even no, in but, science. But, but in Nothing. math and yeah, yeah. In, in chemistry it's or supported. in physics, it's. But you use the word "prove" more than we use it. Uh, we don't use it at all. Generally, in science, you 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 can't prove anything. You can you can support something, and then at some point in life, it can be disproven by a new set of exactly by a new set of data. Yeah. yeah. So no, nothing proves anything. So, for example, just just out of out of example, you've got you know um, the, the theory of relativity is is a is a newer version of of Newton's. You know Newton's, Newton's gra- gravity. gravity law, right? So that that was it's it's a, it's a law. It's not proof. Uh-huh. It's it's a law of like if you if you multiply you know nine point nine point eight times whatever times mass and then you get acceleration. Cool. So that's that's a law. And if you do it for most of for almost all of life, it works. It works. But then you know fifty, sixty, hundred years later, when you when you go into space, that stops that working. Stops over. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, so that, that I think that's how science works. Where, like, in, in your in your world, this is how you view it. Maybe when you view a bigger world, you need another set of set of data. Yeah. No, yeah. in psychology, in yeah. your world, yeah. like yeah. even we we don't have any formulas. Yeah. So it's yeah. uh, it's all 
Oh, yes. that the one thing is car related. There's a higher probability. Yeah. There. That's why a lot of people yeah. get frustrated with yeah. psychologists because yeah. it, you can't really give them the concrete yeah. information that they're looking for. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yes. so it's, it's funny when, when when I started looking at um, you know at, at psychology and, and and whatever problems I had and whatever, I always look at data. <laughs> you know, statistically speaking. I could be part of that 40% of people that have that certain issue. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I guess so. I, I could, okay, let's solve for that. 40% is a high number. Yeah. I maybe have that. So let's solve for that. So I, I just look at the data. I'm not looking about like how I feel about it or I'm just like, this You're is the data. Very, yeah. very <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I believe in stats, to be honest. Yes, with. Yeah. I can see I that. I believe in stats. Yeah. Show, show me the data. Show me the data. Yeah. 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 Well, we're not very like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we, have, we do have a lot of data at the moment. Yeah. Anyway, so back to um, anything um, that stood out for you in that campaign of Rock Your Ugly, something that really moved you, a story or, or uh, one specific incident when you were doing that project? That uh, I, I get that a lot and it changes every time. Mm. Um, The, I could speak about 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 one. Her, her name's Sara, and she talked about um, she talked about you know her her defense mechanism, uh, you know to to the world and to dating and to to, to that, that kind of beauty world was uh, you know yes she tried to fit in yes she did some laser hair removal and all that stuff that wasn't working and then she just kind of like you know herself in a shell and wasn't trusting anybody. And then after a while, after we peeled some layers, she told me about how when she was about 16 or something, or maybe 18, I can't remember, she went to a uh, she went to a party with like a very close family friend that was sort of like her protector at that party. And uh, he ended up taking advantage of her at the party. And then when she uh, when she went back to tell her mom about it, Um, her mom kind of blamed her a little bit. Uh, you know, they, they took her to see doctors and, and tried to, you know, contain the, mm. the, 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 the incident and nobody knows about it and stuff like that. And, and she was very, uh, she was very sort of, she was blaming Sarah yeah. for it, you know? And she's like, nobody, nobody ever sat me down and asked me if I was all right, mm. you know? And yes, that part moved me. But then what happened afterwards, after we put out the story, moved me even more. The day after she calls me, she's like, Walid, by the way, um, my sister called me and she told me at that same party, something happened to her as well at the same party. And she didn't want to tell mom about it because she saw the way mom treated me. I, I, was, I, was, I was a bit shocked, you know? And uh, I mean, A, that, that, that sort of, you know, supports that that you know not proves <laughs> but supports that that What sort of theory about about the parents kind of you know not caring more about the social standing of the family rather than the you know the well-being of the child and then i was i was happy that that the, the sisters found themselves together and and and, and be able to talk, be to, 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 talk to each other and, and heal from it you know yeah. That's a that's yeah. a very moving story. The thing about um, sexual abuse and and all of this is is it's so hard to talk about it, and then kind of the burden of proof 
falls on this individual who's traumatized. And sometimes it's a child and sometimes, I mean, it really depends on the situation. So um, it's very unfortunate what a lot of people go through. And and, uh, as a a result to that, there's a lot of mental illness that develops out of it. 30% of women who struggle with an eating disorder have been sexually abused as children. That's, these are statistics. You love that. Thank you for that stat. I didn't know that stat. Yeah. I didn't know that stat. 30%. Yeah. I think, I think my my personal stat uh, from just the 50, I would say, even though we haven't written it down, Mm -hmm. we sort of removed that, but out of the, the, the 50 or so, I would say a good, like, you know, a good, maybe just over between 40 and 50% have, have had a sexual abuse story. Yes. And and it, it, it explains a lot. It doesn't, maybe it doesn't explain, but it, it, it's part of that, their story that they're telling, but they weren't comfortable sharing it, so we removed mm. it. Yes. But, it, but it's there. It's there. It's there. It's there. Because the, it, it comes from the, you start to blame yourself and something is wrong with me and I did that and I brought it on myself and all of that. So you start to kind of punish yourself. Yeah. And how, how do you punish yourself? You punish your body. Yeah not feeling it, binging and purging, yeah. cutting, all of that yeah. is a way of punishing yourself yeah. for what you've been through. Yeah. It's pretty traumatizing. I want to move on to um, the other campaign, Maujud. Yeah. I, I'm trying, I saw it, uh, I saw a couple of photos and I keep going back to it and I'm trying to understand it and I feel like the the vibe about it or the, the concept uh, is 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 also changing. Yeah, it is, it is changing. It, it, it's changing because it's changing because when I when I first started to 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 follow it, it was more about freelancers uh, exactly. talking about yeah. their experience, and, and it was the beginning of the pandemic. It was yeah. midway through the pandemic, yes. yeah. and just saying, "Hey, I'm still out there, yeah. and I need work." Yeah, but I feel it changed it a little changed, bit. It changed, yeah. yeah. So again, it, it it all changes, right? It it, it just depends on 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 um, on you know what's happening in in sort of in the world mm. and what's happening with me at okay. that point. So in the beginning, yes, it, that's that's how it started. Like we were all locked in the house, and uh, you know I I I binged everything on Netflix for like a couple of weeks, and then I just started sleeping in and just not wanting to wake up. You know the the, the signs of a bit of depression, you know. Mm. So. Um, I decided, all right, let me, let me, let me, let me put myself out of this. Okay. So I'm like tomorrow morning. And I did that. I went through my, my, my contact list and I would call every single per- like literally every single person on my contact list. Hey man, how you doing? What yeah, I just wanted to call and say, what's up? What are you doing these days? And we're all, we're all locked in. Like there's, it's, 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 it's lockdown time. It's not like, you know, it's the time where you couldn't even get a permit to leave the house. It's yes, like you are staying home. <laughs> that's it you're not going out so uh so yeah i just called everybody and um you know the, the i found myself every time ask somebody asks me what are you what are you doing well i'm i'm here mm-hmm. hey, where else am i gonna be i'm here mm-hmm. you know that that's just something i was saying so I, can we stop here yeah. just for our uh, for people who are listening who are not who are not Arabic speakers? Mawjud yeah. means, means I'm here. I exist. I exist. You know, um, so so I just kept sit, like I just realized I was saying that all the time, and that that exercise. I, I the reason I called everybody is even though I knew everybody was locked down, mm. 
for some reason, because because I'm a freelancer, uh, I don't have a nine to five. I don't earn if I'm not working. Mm. You know, um, so I, I just even though I knew it, but I just had this feeling that it's just me. It's just me that's not working. Mm. Maybe everybody else is working and, and, and just not talking about it or something. I don't know. Obviously, I could see on Instagram nobody is working, but like, <laughs> I, I, I'm like, is, is it just me? You know? So I, that exercise was a bit of a, of a validation that it's not just me. Mm. I, I needed that. Mm. that. That I'm not alone, you know? Mm. So uh, so what, once, once I got through to about, I think, maybe G or H or something, I'm like, okay, I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I know it's not just me. So let me, what can I do with this information? What can I do with this? Like, why don't I try to do something for everybody else? Everybody's in the same boat. Uh, and, and everybody's getting fired and freelancers don't have work. And even the people that do have work are now lost their jobs. And there's the whole visa issue. And, like, and pay cuts. And, pay cuts, and, like, and people really yeah. suffered. So I'm like, you know what? Let me, let me, let me do something where I, I can, I can show, show whoever is hiring mm-hmm. that these people are available for hire. Okay. Right, so I mocked up something from an old photo I have, and then I'm like, "What am I gonna call it?" And then my buddy called me. And he's like, "What are you, how are you doing?" And I'm like, "Well, I'm Mojud, man. What am I gonna do?" I'm like, "Oh, hold on a second. Let me call you back." I'm like, "That's a that's a good name, you know." So I quickly mocked up something, you know, in Arabic and English. And I'm like, "You know what? This this is it. I like that." So uh, once, as soon as as soon as uh, you were sort of allowed to kind of move around a little mm-hmm. bit again. I, I, I started to open up my house to like, you know, one person at a time to come in and, and, and take this one photo and, and tell the story of, 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 of what they have to offer. Mm. You know, I'm a graphic designer. I'm a model. I'm a photographer. I'm a copywriter, you know. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a small business owner. I, I, I make cupcakes or something, you know. Just to, just to tell these, tell yes. the world, yo, if you're going to buy something, buy from this person. Mm. If you're going to hire somebody, hire this guy. This guy needs it, mm. you know? And that's how it started. And, and, and I think the, the, the beautiful thing about it, what I did was, and it still is like that, is you pay what you feel. Mm. You got money, I, I can use it. I'm not working either. You don't have money, don't worry about it. Mm. You have 200 dirhams, sure. You have 50 dirhams, sure. You have 1,000, 2,000 dirhams, sure. Mm. I'll take it. So that that sort of authenticity and maybe desperation, even my voice when I when I when I put up the video online, I think uh, people were telling me like, dude, like that, like your voice at that moment was really honest. Yes. You know, at that moment, like, like, dude, like I I I need to eat too, mm. but I know you need to eat too. So let's help each other out. If you got exactly. money, cool. If you don't have money, I hope I hope it comes back to me at some point. You know good karma or something. So that, that's how it started. Mm. And then, uh, you know, I started shooting more and more. And uh, once, uh, I guess, people were starting to get back to work and, and stuff like that, it kind of moved to being, uh, you know, hey, I saw all my friends do this. I want to do it too. Mm. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I saw somebody tell their story and it's very empowering. I want to do it too. Mm. They, you know, people start to just like that aesthetic. Mm-mm. So I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll keep doing this. It'll just change the intention a little bit, but it's it still it still works. People mm. still like it. I still enjoy doing it, mm. and uh, it's also a way of still meeting more and more people. Mm. You know, uh, the, the 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 more people I meet, the more interesting stories I, I I can I can sort of extract and relate to, and and I can maybe work with these people in the future on something else. So it's it's sort of this 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 card in my pocket mm. that that. I'm not, I'm not doing this regularly anymore. I do it every once in a while, 
but it's this card in my pocket that I just kind of pull out every time I need it. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I, I, you know, I haven't worked in like two or three weeks. Maybe there's no jobs going on. Uh, I've been in the house for too long. Let me pull out the Mojood card. Okay, guys, taking books, bookings for Mojood. I'm here for three days. Come around. And everybody's books online. And I, I meet four people a day for three days. That's 12 people. And I have some, some new, new, new connections and, and uh, new people to talk to. Mm-hmm. You know what I find very interesting is that through your, um, so I've been following you, obviously, and I've seen your work and all of that. And throughout the, the your post, all of that, what, I, what really attracted me to your work was two things. The fact that it always felt like you're looking to make a connection, like a genuine connection between between people, between their experience, even between the, the in in the rock you're ugly you could see that you're trying to get the individual and the participant to connect to their own bodies so so that's one thing that I always admired and the other part was always about authenticity it always felt like it was it was authentic mm. and this is the first time that we actually have a conversation that's longer than three seconds and not on voice message yeah this is what's coming out from everything that you're saying is, I, I wanted to connect. I was struggling, so I started to ask people, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. And I wanted to connect, and that made me feel uh, better. I, I went on the video, and I was I was saying, um, hey, you can pay. You can pay 50, and that's, that, that felt authentic. That felt true to people, and that's how they responded. And, and I think that... First of all, I admire you for doing that because it's uh, it's not easy in in this world because we're all scared of rejection and yeah. that's what hinders con- uh, connection and authenticity. But also, it's um, it's like you're putting it out there and you're really working on on getting people to be part of it. Mm. And and I love it because it's it's just a completely new vibe to to the Arab world that is waking up to all of those different concepts and trying to take them in and include them in their lives. And and I love that. I think it's amazing. Thank you. Oh, yeah, my my pleasure. I enjoy having, um, connecting with people on that level, hence being a therapist. (laughs) But yeah. Um, So are you going to continue with both? Or you're done with those. Um, I think, I think maybe "Rock Your Ugly" might be sort of a, a book I closed. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'll be honest. I tried continuing "Rock Your Ugly," mm-hmm. but I myself, I'm not in that place anymore. I'm yes. not in that place to 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 sit and 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 listen to you that deeply and connect with you and mm-hmm. and be able to give you a part of myself. Yes. In return. In return. You know, I, I I'm not there anymore. You know, so so there, there's a few times I tried and it just it, it didn't feel okay. it didn't feel real. Yeah, mm-hmm. it didn't feel real. So I think I think Rocky Ugly is probably a closed book. Um, I still you know I, I still tell people and I, I've done it a few times. Like if 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 you want to do it privately, yes, like I like I'm down to to do it with you. But it, but it's it's not something like I'll I'll I'll, I'll you know I'll put in a, in a new book or a blog post or something. Mm-hmm. Just like. Between me and you, like, uh, yeah, let's, if, if you need to talk, I'll, I'll be there for you, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I, 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 I'm not there to, to, to give you myself as well. Yes. Because, you know, Rock Your Ugly was, 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 was much of an exchange. It wasn't one-sided. Maybe when you read it, it feels one-sided because it's everybody else's stories and not mine. Mm-hmm. 
But the exchange itself, the reason you're able to, to you now as a reader is able to read those stories is because mm-hmm. I gave part of myself to these people. Yes. You know? Um, so yeah, I think that's that's close. But Mojud, Mojud, like I said, it's it's like a it's like a little little card in my pocket. Like a, every once in a while, I'll 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 pop up and be like, hey, you know, let's do this. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I I don't think I don't want to say never go away. It probably will go away. If 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 I if something happens or I feel something or or I come up with something new that 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 I that people feel as well, mm-hmm. then I'll probably start doing that more. Mm-hmm. You know. So I, I I don't know. I don't know about Majud yet. Yeah. Yeah. What did you? Um, I mean, you can share that or not. But are you in? Are you working on any new projects? Nothing new. Uh, I just kind of revived my older one. If you know the magazine cover one, if you've seen those, you know the the, the colorful. I've seen those yeah. on your, but I don't honestly. I yeah. don't understand the. That 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 project is 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 pure sarcasm. Mm-hmm. Like I I I'm making fun of stuff. Yeah. Basically, I love that. I'm Egyptian. That's yeah, all we do. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm poking fun at stuff. So that that project came came literally right after Rock Your Ugly. So th- uh-huh. that's why, like, I I felt like I I was I was I was healed, yes. let's say, and I I got my sense of humor back. Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm a very sarcastic guy. My my favorite show is Seinfeld. Oh, like Seinfeld. It is, was amazing. Yeah. I loved it. Like like I still watch the reruns. I watch I watch it. I watch the whole thing front to back maybe three times a year. Uh-huh. Like it's always on. You know. So, so I, I, I got my, my sarcastic self back and, and I was so happy that I got that back because for a long time, I just, I just wasn't, I, I wasn't funny. Mm. I, I wasn't, I wasn't, I'm, and I, it, it, the funny thing is about being sarcastic is like, I, I'm funny to myself. Mm. I don't really care if I make you laugh, but like, I, I find myself. I find myself funny. Find myself so funny. Like you know what I mean. Same, yes, you know, like, like if I if I if I make a joke, I won't laugh. But I know the joke is funny. I don't care if you laugh or not. You know, I won't laugh. But like I know that was a good joke. You know. So so I was so happy. I got my sarcastic sense of humor back. So I started to put it out in in in, in my work. Mm. And whatever you know, whatever situation I see that you know, either I will make fun of in my head or like people in general would make fun of in their heads, but but don't necessarily feel comfortable sharing that sarcastic opinion. I'll sort of make an image and, and, and I'll, I'll write that little, uh-huh. little line, you know, that's, that's sarcastic, you know? That's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. So I'm kind of doing more of those. Uh, again, I think maybe we're sort of past the point uh, now of... of of uh, struggling because of the pandemic, I think everybody's sort of coming back to coming back to like work. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's not as much work as before, but there, there's there's some. Mm-hmm. So the the need for 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 mawjood and helping people and and all that is 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 a lot lower than before. Yes. So uh, you know, uh, I'm kind of back to like my sarcastic self now. But I, but you know, um, as you're talking, mm-hmm. we're we're. Hopefully, yes, we are coming out of the pandemic mm. and this will be over. And But what I see a lot in my practice and even within myself, I've mm. cut down on seeing clients tremendously. And it's just because I'm so burnt out. Mm. It was so exhausting going yeah. through that traumatic experience while you're trying to maintain your life and maintain your livelihood. Mm. And it was, it was exhausting. Um, and everybody is somewhat burnt out. And one of the ways that you other than going on vacation and all that, that you 
healing a burnout is something by bringing joy and laughter yes. and and humor and all yeah. of that back. We yeah. need this back. Yeah, there is humor. And we need to be able to look. I think this is part of, that's that's yeah. mainly influenced by being Egyptian. We <laughs> need to look at the darkness in our lives and laugh about exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. I, I don't think Egyptians would have survived yeah. the 100 years, <laughs> let alone 7,000. True, yeah. 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 So we need to be able to look at that and just yeah. laugh about it and make and make jokes and even if they're not that funny, yeah, just yeah. laugh about it. Yeah. It's, it, the, 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 the funnier thing is is that mo- most of the most of the not most some of the lines I put in the magazine mm-hmm. covers are like like they're so deep there's there's so deep inside jokes of mine <laughs> that probably nobody, nobody will ever understand <laughs> nobody's gonna get it it's just me and like, it's like, I'm laughing because because I find it funny but you won't get it because it's an inside joke of my life you won't get it yes. <laughs> you know. So it's, it's just it's just sorry. sometimes people will get it and so you know and there, there's always uh, not always that a lot of the times like there's a very dirty innuendo behind behind the stuff I'm saying and everyone's like oh that was funny I'm like I don't think you get what I'm talking about bro <laughs> <laughs> like you like you know you wouldn't fight you would be offended you would be offended if you knew what I was what I meant what I meant you know but it's also that's yeah. the beauty of jokes yeah, 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 yeah. open for interpretation exactly yeah do you think you're gonna open that more public for people to uh, contribute their in their jokes or their sarcasm or you're gonna keep it so it's 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 always uh, you know it, I'll approach somebody and I'll run some ideas by them and I'll come up with some new ones because of their experiences and, and, and what they find funny and we'll kind of do it kind of together. But it's not one of those ones where you can book and and, 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 mm. and be in it, mm-hmm. you know? It's sort of this, this conversation that we have. I'm like, yo, that's funny. Do you want to you know, do, do something? You know what I mean? It's not, it's not like, hey, book to be on this magazine cover. It's, it's, yeah. it's not like Mojoud, you okay. know? It's just something that, 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 that I'll, I'll do when I find something funny. Or if I meet somebody that's funny, or or if I meet somebody that's interesting. You're pointing at me, I don't think I'm that funny. But I, I think I'm, I'm not Egyptian funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like you're pointing at me. That's a lot of pressure. I don't want to be in it. That's a lot of I don't want to be in it. No, no, don't point at me. I'm not that funny. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. So, well, that sounds great. I love the idea of bringing yeah. back a little bit of humor. Yeah. It's uh, it's needed. It's like. Uh, we're mo- we're trying to move back, but you can see people struggling, yeah. even with little things like socializing again, because yeah. we've been so antisocial. It's like, yeah. oh, I'm gonna go out and see people yeah. now. Yeah, you know, the first thing I felt when I walked in here, mm. when 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 I when I sat down and you sat down, and I'm like, man, this is pretty far apart, yo. And then I usually, at, and under any other circumstance, I would be like, yo, we're sitting a bit too far apart. Can we can we come a bit closer so we can talk to each other? But yeah. then now in my mind, I'm like, wait, hold on, we've got we've got coronavirus. Yes. Maybe you know, maybe you don't feel comfortable sitting a bit closer. Mm-hmm. So it's not on, on me to say anything. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I can't say anything. But like I did feel, I'm like, dude, this is really far away. If we're gonna have like this intimate conversation, we're far away from each other. Mm. You know, we well. Uh, that's why I sat on the floor to just try to come a bit closer to you. It's a, you know? it's um, it's a requirement. It's yeah. our requirements. Yeah. We by I mean, we've got health and yeah. uh, um, authorities on yes. health uh, inspecting the clinic pretty much every two weeks, which they have to. I mean, yeah. in those circumstances. Yeah. Um. So we need to. So we yeah. need to keep the distances. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's it's a lot of things. 
I, I notice myself when I'm watching the series now and I see people uh, outdoor without masks, I start thinking, something is missing. Why yeah. are they not wearing the mask? Well, when did they shoot this? When did they shoot this? When did they shoot this? <laughs> did they shoot this before March or after March? Or after, <laughs> How come they're not wearing a mask? Yeah. I mean, it's going to be, uh, it's always interesting to look at things in retrospect yeah. and it's going to be interesting by 2030 when it's yeah. a 10 year anniversary yeah. of the pandemic yeah. to be able to look at it and see how uh, it affected us meanwhile um i just want to thank you for for coming in and and doing this i really enjoyed it this was really a fun this as well. yeah. conversation yeah. i hope uh, i hope people learn or feel inspired by it i Uh, I was inspired by a lot of what you said. Thank you, thank you. I, 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 I'm happy. I'm happy. I actually talked to a professional about about this. This might be the first time mm-hmm. that I've talked about Rock Your Ugly to a professional. Mm-hmm. It's so, so your insight, like on it, is is, is great, and it you know it validates some points as well that that I've been feeling and that that I've discovered as well. So, so thank you for that time as well. Oh no, my pleasure. That's the whole idea of the podcast. Instead of having the professional talking, yeah. it's it's like yes, let's. Let's put your experience in, into a professional um, perspective, perspective yeah. and yeah. just tell you what we are, what we would be thinking yeah. given this experience, but making it more real. Yeah. So thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into this conversation with Walid. I hope it resonated with you and inspires your unique journey of being. Thank you, Walid, for your time, openness, and inspiration. Make sure you don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, offer a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Tune in for next Friday with yet another guest, only on Kun, The Journey to Be. Be.